You're listening to The Brand Compass, conversations to navigate your way to building a brand fit for purpose and poised for success. Here's your host, Shelley Rosland. Hello and welcome, my friend, to the show where we delve into all the interesting crossroads where your brand meets the humans you serve. In this episode, the particular piece I wanted to talk to you about and work with you on is why growing is so painful for micro businesses. Okay, so this is what I mean by that. Growing is meant to be, or we're led to believe that it should be, this really exciting roller coaster of adrenaline where you're running this race and everybody's clapping and you burst through the winning banner to a cloud of loud celebratory music and confetti, right? Well, no, actually, for a micro business, a business that potentially has maybe one or two people in it, or possibly a handful of freelancers, growth is an ache. And it's a painful one at that. Don't get me wrong, there are upsides and you eventually feel the reward but my goodness, is it a giant endeavor. In this episode, I'm going to break down what growth is actually like for this type of business. And I'm hoping for you that this may help you in defining what growth looks and feels like for you when you are head down doing the work that you are doing. So first, let me start with highlighting something. Growth for a micro does not equal more. I'll repeat that. Growth does not always equal more. In fact, most times growth may actually mean better. Okay, so here's what I mean by that. We've all come across those shady bro type marketeers, right? Expelling the virtues of scale, scale, scale while posing in front of their laptops on a beach or a jet or a Ferrari. Yep, you know the ones. The truth is, these chaps have really ruined that word for us, haven't they? Because actually, it's quite a good, productive and directive word and concept. The real definition for me, and what I'd like you to hang your hat on, is that the word scale is closely used in succession with growth as follows. Scale means being able to grow exponentially and sustainably. It usually means leveraging people, tools, and systems better. Now, scaling is not only reserved for big businesses who have large teams and lots of money, nor the bro marketeer who seems to have the secret key to wealth generation. It is universally accessible as a concept to you too, as a micro business. And you know why? Because it's really a simple mix of reality checking, making some crucial decisions, documenting processes, and having a clear vision about what you want your working life to look like. Now, while I can talk about the reality check, the decision making, and the processes, as they're all very important. For now, what I'm going to narrow down on is the bit where the clear vision about what you want your working life to be is the focus. So there are three inalienable truths about growth that I want to highlight first. 
With growth comes change. So be ready for that, good or bad. Number two, to grow means investing time and money. Can't get away from it. You can be efficient, but it will cost you. Number three, you cannot grow by yourself. There is way too much to do and you do not have all the skills needed to grow. Right, so let's get our teeth into the four growth routes as I see them for micro businesses. I'm going to just say that this is from my own experience in working for and with micro businesses since 2010. Make notes for sure. Otherwise, head over to the website for the show notes where I've also detailed them for you just in case. All right, let's get going. Growth route number one, momentum. This is the most common form of growth. It's the natural organic growth that happens as a result of having all of the right fundamentals in place, being consistent over time, building your reputation and spreading the word about how great you are about what you, at what you do. Sorry. The way I like to think of it is it's the continuous ripples of the pond. You know, when you throw that pebble, right? This is more often than not what every good business should be experiencing at some level and will feel more and more from around about year three and four onwards. The result of this kind of work growth means that it impacts that you're needing more hands on deck, you need to put systems in place, you need to look at streamlining tools and processes, you need help with the time needed to onboard an expanding list of customers and also potentially in helping to support or serve those new customers over the long term. Okay, so that's growth route number one, momentum. Let's talk about number two, simplification. Now, I quite like this one as I naturally gravitate towards trying to simplify things in the complicated world that we live in, right? So this type of growth is where there's a considered decision to narrow your offer and then double down on it. By doing this, there is focused marketing and attention on less in order to generate more. So your activities may look like things like actively reducing your product or your service offerings, reviewing your systems, streamlining your tools, Strength and weakness exercises, just so you can highlight what skills you need in order to recruit. And if the right services and products are actually chosen, this is a really great way to grow. Next up, we have growth by specialization, which is sitting at number three. So this is similar to simplification, but different. So listen closely. Specialization is where instead of narrowing your offer, the act of narrowing down actually comes in where you're focusing on something specific like a type of client or customer or an industry segment or part of the market. And then you work on matching your offer so that your service and your product is very much tailored to that type of customer or to that type of industry or segment of the market. So the kind of activities you'll probably be heavily investing in for this type of growth is in-depth market research, gaining a lot of feedback and getting input from customers or clients, sharpening your offer or expanding it, depending on how you're specializing in that particular space, and investing in bulk on certain things. So sometimes that's relevant or not relevant, depending on what kind of business that you've got. 
Because obviously, if you're focusing really specifically on a particular client, customer, or segment of market, you get to that point where actually you can start to purchase things because of economies of scale, because you know that you're going to need a lot of it, right? So that was specialization at number three. My last growth route is number four, which is diversification. This is where you almost do the opposite to simplification and you focus on expanding your offering to open your business up to more opportunity that actually wasn't there before. So this could be by offering a new service or a product to the same audience or by finding a strategic partner that helps to deliver a new service or product to that audience. So naturally, your activities may include things like, again, getting a bit of feedback and input from existing customers, just so you can gauge what are their next step needs or what are their supplementary needs that you're not necessarily at the moment um, serving. You may also be trying to spend a lot of time seeking out and building new strategic partnerships or joint ventures, or you may even be spending a lot of time retraining either yourself or your staff in order to help you to actually deliver on the new offer, skill or service. And that's it. That's the four growth routes. So let's recap really quickly. And while I do that, think about which one of these jiggles your gut the most. What resonates and is the closest description of what you want to do in your business? Okay, this is really going to help you to to narrow down your effort and your activity towards whatever your vision is of how you would actually like your business working lifestyle to look like. So here we go. Momentum, number one, the natural organic kind of growing that starts to hurt a bit when you realize that there aren't enough hours in the day, right? Number two is simplification, where you focus on less in order to generate more. Number three, specialization, picking one type of client or one industry or one segment of a market to focus on and then tailoring everything you do to that client, industry or segment. Number four, diversification. So expanding your offer to provide a wider offering to your existing customers. So which one is your growth rate? Or do you think you have a slight mix of two? Which ones? It's a big conversation, right? So, well, that is really what this whole show is about. I want to have these big conversations because once you make those discussions, once you've had those discussions, sorry, and you start to make some really sharp decisions, okay, it's really going to help you because let's be honest, being an entrepreneur is really tough and lonely, right? But if we're honest with each other about what goes on behind the scenes, maybe we can knock some of those jet-setting bro marketeers on the head and put them in the unreal box where they belong. I think you'll agree that we do not need to feel bad about our progress or how fast or slowly we achieve what we achieve. As micro-businesses, we are actually the backbone of the economy. We are keeping the ship afloat in many ways. Remember that you are a superhero. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this episode today. Who do you know that is struggling with this growth topic? Send them the episode so I can also chat about it to them very gently in their ear to see if I can help. Until next time, my friend, stay strong, believe you have value and make good brand decisions. 
Thank you for listening to The Brand Compass. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with your entrepreneurial friends and help them make good brand decisions. Until next time, let's keep the conversation going at ShellyRosland.com.